Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast with Devin Turak, Patrick Gleason, and Paul Sanders. And now, here's the show. Welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name is always Devin Turek, and today we have a special episode, a little different than what we normally bring for you. As some of you may know, recently we had a Comic-Con here in Ottawa. Uh, it took place about a month ago. Uh, most of us from the Out of the Basement podcast were not able to attend this year. However, a friend of the show and frequent contributor, Dwayne, was one of the few who did attend. And he managed to get some interviews with some pretty cool people at the convention. So this episode is just a string of interviews that he did with people at Comic-Con this year. So we hope you enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dwayne McKinnon for the Out of Basement Podcast. It's the opening few minutes of uh, Ottawa Comic Con. I think the doors have been open for about an hour at this point. It's slowly starting to fill up because we have VIP ticket holders and deluxe ticket holders coming in. At 2.30, the rest of the ticket holders are able to come, whoever's actually taken time off to come to this. And I'm here with Paul Ash, who is with Battlecom and they're doing some demonstrations here at the con and as well a Canada event. So, Paul, if you have a few minutes, could you tell us about Bellacom? Thank you, Dwayne. Uh, yeah, Bellacom is the Geek Wharf Comedy Game Shows. It's a combination uh, of improv, stand-up, uh, basic theater. If, to explain it best, if you ever sit around with your friends and maybe argue over some minute point of geekdom, like uh, the best defense in a zombie apocalypse or what's the stupidest superpower, that's what we do on stage. We take... You should really listen to this podcast sometime. We do that a lot. So it's basically all the fun of uh, Out of the Basement with professional comics, uh, actually some musicians, uh, entertainers, just hashing it out, punching each other in the face with jokes, and then you as the audience decide who's right immediately. Uh, and it's not really who's right, it's who's more entertaining, because if we learn anything from Fox News, it's not about being right. Fair enough, fair enough. So you've got a couple of events on the schedule here for Comic-Con. Uh, you also mentioned you're doing something for Canada Day. What venue are you looking at for Canada Day? Uh, Sunday, July 3rd, we're going to be at Live on Elgin. That's 220 Elgin Street, and we're going to be doing a, an all-ages, so 4 p.m. Uh, it's an all-ages battlecom. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful venue uh, located right on, on Elgin Street, so it's on that strip. Uh, and it, it's, it's going to be a full-on battlecom, whereas we're only doing samplers here, but we're doing a, a full show. Uh, tomorrow. Right. Okay, so out of curiosity, how long have you been doing? How long have you been doing Battlecom? How long has this been going on? Uh, Battlecom has existed for about four years. Uh, it uh, grew. This is uh, the sad part of the story. It grew out of uh, the. Uh, uh, I got asked to help produce a Yo Mama battle show, and at that time, my mother was uh, diagnosed with cancer and was going through treatments. I didn't really feel comfortable. But I helped them set up the mechanics for the show, and I realized 
it'd be so cool to be able to do this with more than one question other than your mama is what what other kind of questions we can drive to and then we did that for a full year we did the montreal comic-con and we're, where we geared it towards geek culture because i'm a huge nerd and uh it was such a hit there uh we've been doing the ottawa montreal comic-con for about the past three years last year we were here we actually filled up uh, the room to capacity uh and they had to turn away capacity again from the door so they put us in twice as big a room this year and they are giving us two slots so hopefully we'll uh, fill that up again that sounds great i imagine that with the explosion in interest in geek culture over the last decade or so with uh, all the marvel films coming out and lord of the rings the hobbit all this stuff all these things making such an impact on the popular culture I imagine there's, have you seen an increase, well, you were just talking about th that you're in a much bigger room, so you've been seeing a definite increase in interest in this sort of comedy then. Most definitely, and the, the Ottawa comedy scene uh, has been burgeoning and growing as well. That's one of the reasons we like coming down here. There's so many smart performers supporting live comedy. Uh, I always recommend, so uh, not just Battlecom, go out and see live comedy when you can, and identify those geek comics and tell places that you want to see them on stage more and then you're going to have more geek comedy shows happening in your city and that's that's going to just do nothing but help well anyways paul thank you very much for your time really appreciate it and uh do you have any social media tags or anything that you'd like to let our listeners know about uh yes i do you can find uh battlecom uh battlecom tv so facebook.com slash battlecom tv on facebook you can also follow me on Twitter at Paul Ash Comedy. I also have a fan page on uh, Facebook as well, which is Paul Ash Comedy. All one word. Ash is A-S-H. Uh, it's what's left over when you burn stuff. Thanks, Wayne. All right. Thanks a lot, Paul. This is Dwayne McKinnon for the Out of the Basement podcast. It's now 2.30 and general admittance has just started for the Ottawa Comic Con 2016. I'm here with Robin of the Doctor Who Society of Canada, also known as Dalek Souffle for the Dalek Asylum side of things. And the Doctor Who Society, of course, is thrilled with the guest lineup for Ottawa Comic Con 2016. Uh, there are three actors from Doctor Who here this year. Uh, Karen Gillan is guest of honor. Arthur Darville is also appearing. And the latest announcement is Missy Gomez, who of course is best known as, uh, sorry, I'm getting her name wrong. She plays Missy, also known as The Master. Of course, that doesn't quite work given her current incarnation. But she's a new addition to the con, appearing Saturday and Sunday. Unfortunately, Alex Kingston, who played River Song, had to cancel last minute. But we still have two main companions and probably one of the most entertaining incarnations of the Master in quite some time, whom I sincerely hope will be popping up again soon. So anyways, Robin, 
Uh, why don't you tell us about the fundraising efforts that the Doctor Who Society is doing here at Comic-Con? Okay, well, at each convention we go to, the Society adopts a children's hospital. So when we're in Ottawa, we do CHEO, specifically the Neonatal Intensive Care Unit. So we do um, donations of $5 a person or $10 a group. You have photos with the Daleks and the TARDIS. All that goes to the NICU. We've got a silent auction going on with an autographed script page donated by Big Finish Productions. Peter Davidson signed it, Janet Fielding, and Sarah Sutton. And we also got a raffle going on, so when you do make a donation, you get a raffle ticket, and we have some prizes donated by local businesses, as well as some Doctor Who items that you can win. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, I've never actually really seen anything with Peter Davidson myself uh, before my time for Doctor Who, although I did see the charity short that he did with David Tennant. Of course, that entire relationship is rather interesting. For those of our listeners who don't know, uh, David Tennant, who played the 10th Doctor, ended up marrying Peter Davidson's daughter, Davidson being the 5th Doctor, also on record as being Tennant's favorite Doctor. So it's kind of interesting how everything all came together. Uh, Big Finish does audio plays most recently, they announced that uh, David Tennant and Catherine Tate were going to be reprising their roles as the Tenth Doctor and Donna Noble for a series of finished audio. So, how many of these sorts of events have you been involved with so far? Um, since 2013, we usually do about four or five shows a year, depending. Um, at the larger shows, the Toronto chapter, we come together, so Ottawa chapter, Toronto chapter, we come together and we have larger displays, but we also do smaller conventions where if we're down in Cornwall, they had Cape a couple weeks ago, we had a small booth there and we did fundraising for Chio as well. Oh, that's great. Uh, a friend of mine was exhibiting at Cape actually, so that's, that's really nice to hear. I understand that a few of the Toronto chapter members have made their way up to Ottawa to assist with this, uh, with this event? Correct. That's great. That's great to hear. So, anyways, unfortunately, this won't be airing until after the con is over. But uh, whoever's listening, uh, keep an eye out for the Doctor Who Society of Canada. They're supporting great causes. And if you happen to be at a fan event, look them up. Thanks, Robin. Thank you very much. Hi, this is Dwayne McKinnon with the Auto Basement Podcast. Ottawa Comic Con 2016, it's the first day and things are slowly starting to build up. Um, I'm here with Michelle Pennington of On Scene FX, a local special effects company here in Ottawa, specializing mainly in effects makeup. Um, I'm going to have to take a couple of pictures of the table if I could get permission because this is some really neat stuff which really doesn't translate to audio. Anyways, uh, Michelle, why don't you tell us about your company? So Onsen Effects has been around close to four years now. Um, everything got started because I also teach first aid, and we decided to bring some thick blood and and some small, you know, basic things to one of my courses uh, you know, for, for for learning. And and people had a blast, so I just kind of started researching more and more, and and here we are. We we started with the blood and the gore. Now we're a little bit more specialized, and um, 
we're, we're doing primarily uh, silicone prosthetics, but we, we also do props. Yeah. Excellent. Now, uh, before we start recording, you were mentioning that uh, your work was featured with the opening of the uh, Starfleet Experience exhibit at the uh, Aviation Museum here in Ottawa. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So I, I approached them with the idea of bringing some of the things that perhaps was behind the glass to in front of the glass and be a little bit more interactive. And they, they were very interested. So um, I was in charge of creating some of the Klingon headpieces and application for the, the, the fight scene that happened during, during the event. And it was a great time. It was a very tiring day. There was lots of prosthetics to be put down, but um, uh, it was a good fun group to, to do prosthetics on and then um, and the event really liked the outcome yeah excellent excellent so are there any upcoming productions that you're working on that you can tell us about or anything anything else going on that uh, you'd like to publicize so uh, there's there's a couple of things in, in post-production right now that we're just waiting for it to come out, but the things that we worked on, one uh, is a web series, uh, and it's called Candy Skin, so wait for that. There's lots of uh, prosthetics, some of which are on our table today that was used in it. Uh, and the other one uh, is something that's probably coming out on Monday, and um, it's, it'll be featured on uh, Crypt TV. Uh, also web-based, but very, very uh, well-known. Um, and it's uh, a movie by Michael uh, Horrigan, I believe. Um, and it's called The Invited. So those are coming out soon. All right. Well, we'll definitely have to keep our uh, eyes open for those. Anyways, thank you very much for your time. Do you have any social media tags or anything that uh, you'd like our listeners to hear about? So yeah, uh, we're very active on Facebook, so you can just check you know, facebook.com slash onsceneeffects. Uh, we also have a website, uh, www.onsceneeffects.com, and we're also on Twitter, at onsceneeffects. Well, very interesting talking to you. Thank you for your time, and good luck with the con. Thank you very much. This is Dwayne McKinnon, once again, for the Out of the Basement podcast. I'm here with Eric Simpson, who has a rather interesting business. He runs Ottawa Supernatural Impala. <laughs> and uh, today uh, we have a very nice-looking 1967 Chevy Impala, exactly the same as in the hit TV show Supernatural, and uh, collecting funds for Chio. So, uh, Eric, uh, if you can... Why don't you tell us how you got started with this and how you came to be supporting Chio here at Ottawa Comic Con 2016. Hi, um, yes, um, I was a fan of the show since the beginning. Then um, I got an opportunity to get um, a car from Winnipeg that was kind of needing a restoration, so I thought might as well buy one since I loved old cars growing up and I will fix it up and make it like the show and uh, just go to these comic cons. So how many shows have you had the opportunity to participate in so far? This is my very first actually. Oh, very first. 
So it's just beginning to get started. Uh, have you been seeing, I realize it's early in the con, but have you been seeing some interest? Um, yes, there's a lot of people actually starting to cry because they're um, loving the car so much. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm fully aware that the car has its own fandom segment. Uh, if you go online, uh, you can often see in recaps of Supernatural where fans will discuss the moments of car porn from the show. <laughs> so it doesn't really surprise me that uh, there is a lot of interest. Um, I take it there's been enough interest that the batteries on your camera have worn down. You need to recharge them. So much so that we're looking for a second and third battery right now to get everything uh, up and running again. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, that's great. Um, so how did uh, your, exhibit, your exhibit come to be associated with uh, fundraising for CHEO today? Well, um, I was recommended by the organizers of uh, Comic-Con in Montreal to um, do some sort of um, organization to, such as CHEO, and since I didn't know any other, I've, when I was a kid, I went to CHEO a few times since I was six, so I said might as well get back to the community. It's a local um, organization as well, so I thought it would be the best uh, thing to do. Yeah, definitely a, a popular charity to support uh, here in the Ottawa area. The uh, Doctor Who Society of Canada is also supporting CHEO here today. I believe there's one or two other groups that are also doing fundraising. So, anyways, I uh, want to wish you best of luck with the con. The car looks fantastic. Um, we'll be sure to uh, put your info up when we post this. And uh, best of luck going forward. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. This is Dwayne McKinnon for the Out of the Basement podcast. Uh, Ottawa Comic Con 2016 coverage continues. So uh, I'm here at the booth of the patron saint of plagues, who build themselves as Canada's number one horror rock band. So anyways, guys, I think that's a tremendous concept. So uh, why don't you introduce yourselves and uh, tell us about the band. All right, well, I'm Opie Saint, and this is my lackey. He shall remain nameless. Oh, nameless lackey. Because he's a lackey. Well, those are the best kind of lackeys. Flunkies tend to demand names, though, so yeah. you got to be careful about flunkies. I, I, don't, I want nothing to do with flunkies. Okay. Lackeys only. Yeah. Yes. So I am the vocalist and guitar player of this silly little project called Patron Saint of Plagues, and we sing spooky songs in a punk rock style. So Tim Burton meets uh, Alice Cooper, and uh, yeah. Oh, it works for me. So, uh, where are you folks based out of? Are you here in Ottawa? Ottawa yes, we're Ottawa. Ottawa-based. Excellent, excellent. So, how long, have you, how long have you been on this particular project? Ten years. Ten years? Yes. That's impressive. Yes, I believe if I was a teacher, I would have tenure by now. 
<laughs> well, from what I hear about the state of universities these days, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> well, yeah. I wouldn't even want it anyway. All right, so, uh, no, awesome. So, you're promoting uh, Scary Tales 2? Two, number two, or 11. Well, let's say two. Let's go with two. All right. Uh, I was, I was going to say, uh, if you've managed to put out 11 albums in 10 years, that would be fairly impressive. That's, that's high output. That's high output. All right. I'm, good. I'm not that good. Okay. So, uh, are you here for all three days of Comic-Con? Indeed. All three days. It's going to be a long haul. Yeah. That's well, from what, I, from what I hear, tomorrow is the big thing. Saturday is always the busiest day. I've done these before, and Saturday is a madhouse. Okay. So you've been here at the con before in yes. previous years? Yes. This is my third year here. Oh, excellent. Uh, this is actually my third visit. Um, first, second, and now fifth. Ah. Anyways, thanks a lot, guys. Um, do you have any social media that you'd like to promote for the band? Just go to patronsaintofplagues.com. It's all there. Excellent, excellent. Well, best of luck with the con. Um, like I said, I love the concept. And uh, anyways, we'll be seeing you on the floor. Awesome. Have a good one. Dwayne McKinnon with the Ottawa Basement Podcast, Ottawa Comic Con 2016, and we're continuing day one coverage. So I'm here with Oliver Holler, who is with Team Fox for Parkinson's Research. They have a replica of the classic DeLorean from the Back to the Future trilogy, and they're offering photo ops uh, with the car for. Uh, basically michaeljfox.org for uh, Parkinson's research. Uh, as I'm sure most of our listeners already know, uh, Mr. Fox has become a rather famous, outspoken uh, advocate for Parkinson's research since coming forward with his own diagnosis several years ago. So you're, you mentioned earlier you've driven the car all over the world. Over one million kilometers all over the world. Japan, uh, Argentina, Hawaii, Anchorage, Alaska, uh, Mexico, of course, and, and all 50 states of the United States. So you've made all the modifications to turn it into a time machine yourself. Uh, do you also maintain the engine and everything? Because I can imagine maintenance costs must be considerable considering you're putting that much mileage on the automobile. Well, you know, just like anything, you, you've got to take good care of it uh, so it'll take good care of you. And since the, the car carries us uh, everywhere, we maintain it regularly uh, and, uh, you know, make sure the oil is changed and the bearings are, are uh, all the repairs are done that need, need doing. I have to say, one of the things that I am impressed with uh, is your mount for the monitors on the inside of the gullwing doors. That's an interesting way to do an audio-visual display. Now, do those detach for traveling, or do they stay there full-time? No, the car travels as you see it, only you know without the TV turned on and all the, the blinky lights are, are turned off. 
Yeah, understandable. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that it uh, holds up to the vibration and everything. Anyways, I've taken up quite a bit of your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, you're here for all three days of the con? Yes, we are, Dwayne, all three days, unless lightning strikes, and then we all know what happens with the DeLorean. Yeah, well, just uh, remind me not to be nearby. If, <laughs> believe it or not, I don't know if you knew this, there is a chance of thunderstorms today here in Ottawa. Oh, my. Well, we'll keep an eye out. Yeah. So, uh, once again, uh, it's fundraising for the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Research. Uh, keep an eye. Well, I'll be honest, this won't be posted until after the con, but keep an eye out for them at other fan events because basically have DeLorean will travel. Absolutely, and you can check us out online at any time, tothefuture.org or michaeljfox.org. Excellent, excellent. Well, thanks again, Oliver. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Hi, this is Dwayne McKinnon for the Out of Basement Podcast, and it's day two for Ottawa Comic Con 2016. I'm back in Hall 1. Uh, this is where I'm going to be spending most of my time today because there's so many interesting Q&A sessions going on, and we're just waiting for the first major Q&A of the day, Alan Tudyk of Firefly fame, Dollhouse fame, and most recently his web series Con Man, which is why I'm thinking this will be really a lot of fun because this is what he's based his most recent creative endeavor around. So uh, I'm in the front row off to the right of the stage and uh, it's gonna be quite a lot of fun because it's a great view. And I'm sitting here with some fellow fans. Uh, Emily has agreed to go on record. So, Hello. Alan Tudyk, what are you interested in here? Firefly. I was a big Firefly fan. I got into it in high school, and I'm kind of obsessed still. So, brown coat to the core, then? Brown coat to the core. I'm a sci-fi fanatic, born and raised. So, awesome. awesome. Also enjoyed Dollhouse. I haven't seen Con Man, but it is on the to-do list. Yeah, same here, actually. I keep meaning to watch it, but uh, my free time is somewhat limited, and so I never seem to get around to it. But... Uh, you know, considering that it's another team up between him and Nathan Fillion. Oh yeah, that's bound to be good. Yeah. Uh, are you a Castle fan at all? I've seen Castle. I've seen a few episodes. Yeah. Um, well, it appears that uh, Nathan Fillion's going to have some more time on his hands because they just canceled the show just the other day. I so. spent too much time online, so I think I did come across that it's been canceled. Yeah. So, be interesting to see what he does next. Yeah. And everything like that. So. Uh, you know, obviously you do take your sci-fi uh, <laughs> seriously. Um, this is what I do sometimes wish that we were doing broadcasting instead of podcasting for Comic-Con. Um, Emily, by the way, folks, is in a great uh, troll costume from uh, Star Trek Next Gen or Deep more Space likely Deep Space Nine. And that. So, uh, <laughs> oh, Jadzia, not Esri. Yeah, Jadzia, not Esri. My hair Are, is too long to play Esri, so. Okay, that's a fair point. I have a soft spot for Ezra recently because she was played by a Canadian. 
Yeah, Nicole DeBoer is good. And she did a good job with it, too. She did. She did. But um, So what else are you looking forward to for the con? I'm not sure. I did go to 50 Years of Star Trek last night. <coughs> that was fun. fantastic. Yeah, a lot of fun. Um, panels, mostly. Um, I was looking forward to going to the cons tonight. I'm a little disappointed because Alex Kingston <coughs> did cancel. Yeah, I was a little bit uh, disappointed Karen in Gill myself. and Arthur Darville are going to be there, so I'm still going. Yeah, and Michelle Gummis. Uh, I actually am over one season behind with Doctor Who. Ah, ah. Well, Life got busy. May, and may, may I say that you're in for a treat, um, especially with her performance. Um, I thought she was brilliant. And that uh, I'm afraid you're probably going to get a little bit spoiled if you go to the ponds tonight. because um, I think I can handle that. Yeah. I spend too much time on Tumblr, I get spoiled <laughs> a lot. Excuse me. So. All right. Well, anyways, uh, shouldn't be too much longer before uh, things get started. At least I hope they get started on time. And, all right. Awesome. Thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. All right. So uh, we'll be back probably a little later from Hall 1 once again. Signing out. I'm looking for chairs. I'm back for the Automation Podcast. Hi, Ryan has just cleared. It's quarter after 11. Unfortunately, uh, they had to cancel the Alan Tudyk Q&A. Uh, Mr. Tudyk was filming until late last night on his new show, Powerless, which is the uh, sitcom set in the DC universe about insurance agents dealing with superhuman destruction. So... He apparently is in the air on his way to Ottawa, taking an overnight flight, but he's still in the air and it's quarter after 11. So yeah, they had to cancel. So back on the con floor and uh, let's see what we can see. Dwayne McKinnon for the Out of the Basement podcast. It's about 1.30 afternoon, day two, Ottawa Comic Con 2016, and I'm back in Hall 1. Uh, earlier was the Ming-Na Wen Q&A session here in Hall 1, and that was fantastic. Uh, she is an extremely entertaining uh, panel guest, and I'm not surprised. I've been following her on Twitter for a while now and her humor comes out even in 140 characters or less. So that was great. And now uh, we're here for the Melissa Gomez, sorry, Michelle Gomez uh, Q&A. Uh, you may be able to hear snippets of uh, the 11th Doctor's theme in the background. 
which I'll have to look into. I'm not sure if uh, Missy ever encountered the 11th Doctor, but uh, so far it's been a great day here at Ottawa Comic Con. Lots of great cosplay, been getting some good photos. Uh, you know, as usual, Con is filled with very friendly people. And, well, check in after the Q&A. Hi. Hi, so this is Dwayne McKinnon with the Out of the Basement podcast, and I'm standing in front of, of all things, the Canada Post display here at Ottawa Comic Con 2016. Uh, for those of you who haven't heard, it's the 50th anniversary of Star Trek, and because there is, at least I think partly because there is a decided Canadian contingent in Star Trek, uh, Canada Post has honored the 50th anniversary with a new series of stamps, and they also have a really nice big display set up. Uh, you can get your picture taken on the transporter pad, and they also have lots of things about the new series on display. So, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't get your full... I didn't get your full name. My name is Jim Phillips, Canada Post Stamp Services Department. Excellent. And I understand that uh, the new series is largely your responsibility. Well, I'm responsible for all postage that comes out of Canada Post, so in that sense, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. So, 50 years of Star Trek. Uh, how did the idea germinate through Canada Post to honor it with a new series of stamps? Well, we're always looking at things to honor at Canada Post with a, with a new series of stamps, so we've always got our finger on the pulse of what's going on. Um, so when we heard about this a few years back, I said, hey, 50th anniversary of Star Trek, you know, and then we started to dig deeper. I mean, of course, everybody knew the William Shatner connections. A lot of people knew, uh, you know, James uh, Doohan was Scotty. And then we started to dig deeper, and, uh, and then we, looked, we found about Vulcan, Alberta, and then we found lots of other connections with Star Trek. And, and uh, then we found John Colicos, who played the Klingon core, and we thought, wow, there's a lot here that really tie us to our mandate of celebrating Canadian things. Um, and we just thought Canadians who grew up with this, 50 years, it's a long time from the original series to all the shows and franchises, so we thought this would be a great thing that Canadians would love to see on their stamps. Yeah. Well, it must be a really happy coincidence for Canada Post then that the recently announced new Star Trek series for CBS, uh, for their web streaming portal, is going to be shot in Toronto. It's a, it is a very happy coincidence for us. At the time that we decided to do these stamps, it was about two years ago, a year and a half, we had no idea there was even going to be a new Star Trek uh, uh, TV series at that time. We knew there was a movie this year, we knew there was a ton going on for the 50th anniversary, but... Um, but the, the, the fact of the new show, and then to be shot in Toronto, wow, that was great. Now we're just waiting to see who's going to be the new captain. Will it be a Canadian? I don't know. Well, it's not like there's no president for it being That's a Canadian. Right. That's so, uh, now there's uh, four main stamps, as I understand, as far as cast members. Yeah, five, so. five main stamps, actually. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So, sorry, I misremembered the count. Yeah. Now, is that going to be it, or are we going to be seeing any further in the series? Uh, it's going to be it for this year. So that's it for this year. So we've got uh, we've got four main characters, you know, yeah. four title characters who are credited in the show. Yeah. Uh, uh, two of them Canadian, William Shatner and, of course, uh, Scotty. Then we go into a Spock. How can you not do a series of stamps without Spock? Yeah. Um, you know, and then uh, you've got Bones, 
also one of the key well, figures it, right from the it, very start. It, uh, it's hard to honor uh, the original series without honoring, uh, you know, the trio. Uh, it is very hard without you know, honoring the trio or the Fab Four, if you will. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, with uh, John Colicos and Core as the first Klingon and a, uh, and a Canadian connection where he was born, um, we thought that that was a great thing as well. And then, then all the Klingon fans. So then we added a couple of ships and uh, a beautiful hologram, a lenticular motion stamp uh, set from uh, famous episode City on the Edge of Forever uh, yeah. with a guardian. Um, so it's very difficult because we're under a lot of uh, pressures, a lot of cost pressures. The stamp program can only hold so many stamps. So it's not like we yeah. could do all of the stamps. not like we could do Nurse Chappelle and Zulu and Chekhov. You, you, all of a sudden, you're into... Uh, uh, yeah, under, yeah. Un, big under, program. Understandable. So. There's an awful lot of material there that could be used. Absolutely. Yeah. So, how's the response been? Oh, the response has been phenomenal. Ever since we started a, a social media campaign where we had Star Trek sightings all across Canada, including Shatner's hometown in Montreal, Vulcan, Alberta, Calgary Comic Con, uh, Medical Hall of Fame for Dr. Uh, McCoy, uh, who's not a real doctor, but uh, also we had a big event at the Medical Hall of Fame. Um, it's been phenomenal. The social media, StarTrek.com, Facebook, has been overwhelmingly positive. The support has been huge. The sales at this Comic-Con alone have been uh, so far from yesterday through the roof. And uh, online, we've had one of our biggest days ever of our online channel when we launched the stamps on May 5th. Excellent, excellent. Now, question, not, not sure if you'll know the answer. Shatner is well known for being engaged on social media, being extremely yes. aware of his fandom. Yes. Is he aware of the stamps? He's absolutely aware of the stamps, yes. I met with uh, with William Shatner about a year ago at Pop Expo here in Ottawa. Okay. And he was in town. Uh, we met with him. I showed him the stamps and uh, just to engage him. And he loved them at that point. And then uh, we've been kind of working together. So we, we um, entered into an arrangement where he would autograph some products for us. Oh, so nice. he has signed a limited edition print, which is, uh, I know we're on tape, but it's right behind you. It's right here. It's $249. There's only 1,100 of them. There's about 150 left now. We, only, we have been on sale for only a week. They are flying off the shelves. And so... Doesn't, doesn't surprise yeah. me in the least. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If there's a fandom with a ton of collectors, yeah. it will be Star Trek fandoms. Yes. So we have a great relationship with uh, Bill Shatner. We then met him at Comic-Con. We did an official presentation on stage when he was doing a panel talk in front of 4,000 people at the Calgary Comic uh, Expo. And, um, yeah, so, no, it's great. He's been tweeting about the stamps, about the presentation he got. He's been, you know, he'll have a whole bunch of them for his uh, needs. So, oh, yeah. Excellent. They've all been great, all the families. All the Nimoy's, we've been doing work with the Nimoy's. Um, Adam Nimoy has got a new film out on Spock. And, yeah, uh, we'll looking, be, looking forward to that. Yeah. That should be something special. And also Chris Duhan, we brought him up to Toronto. First time he's been back to Toronto since he was two years old. Oh, really? Born in Toronto. So we brought him back into Toronto. We did a segment on uh, Entertainment Tonight Canada, segment on CP24, Huffington Post. So we brought him all over the city, which he'd never been to since... Okay. So it's fat. Yeah. So very, very strong support from the families. Yeah. Well, I gotta say, very, very cool. Uh, this will be posted a few days from now okay. and everything like that. So I'll encourage anyone listening, if you're interested in these stamps, look at them quick. They yeah. seem to be going quickly. So uh, anyway, sir, thank yeah. you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thank and you. And have a great con. Thanks a lot. Take care. You too. <laughs>
Hi, so this is Dwayne McKinnon back one more time for the Adobe Podcast. Uh, back in Hall 1, I mentioned in an earlier entry that this is where I'm going to be for most of the day, and yeah, that's true. I'm going to have a bit of a break after this. Uh, this may actually end up being my last Q&A session for the day. I do not have a ticket for the Ponds. It's a separately ticketed special event uh, coming up at 6 o'clock in Hall 1. I'm not sure if I'm going to get one. The extra expense and the lineup at the box office, I really don't know. But uh, coming in for the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, uh, sorry, Legends of Tomorrow Q&A session, I'm doing a podcast, stupid, but it's going to have Arthur Darville, who plays Rip Hunter on Legends of Tomorrow, and Katie Lotz, who plays White Canary, uh, who started that role, of course, on Arrow, the first DC Universe show for the CW. So this should be quite entertaining. Uh, earlier today was a shorter Q&A session with Michelle Gomez, who plays Missy, the latest incarnation of the Master on Doctor Who. And she was very entertaining, uh, very Scottish. I love hearing that accent. So that was quite good on the short side at only half an hour. And we'll see how this one goes. Uh, so if I do end up going to the ponds, I'll be sure to record a segment to let everyone know. Signing off from Hall 1. Bye. Hi, so this is Dwayne McKinnon, once again for the Adel Basement Podcast. Um, I'm here with Julie Lalonde, who actually has an official con badge of Ranter, uh, which, is, which is a first. I haven't seen anyone else with that. And uh, what Julie is doing at the moment is holding up a sign while basically parading through the con. Uh, the sign says, cosplay does not equal consent. And this is an issue that has come more to the forefront in the past few years with regards to conventions and cosplay spaces. Uh, so I'd like to get your thoughts on Ottawa Comic Con. Uh, it appears they have a recently clear policy in place. I've seen posters. Uh, how do you think the con is doing as far as this issue for cosplay? So we're here with an organization called Hellebuck Ottawa, and what we do is we address forms of harassment in all forms of public space. And so we actually approached Comic-Con about two years ago now to say we'd love to come and work with you to have a, a strong policy against harassment, to put up signs. So we've really seen just in the past few years that Ottawa Comic-Con has really evolved on this issue, has, has really taken some leadership, which is great. But I think the fact that it's Saturday afternoon and they've already kicked out at least one person for harassing women shows oh. that we still have a lot of work to do, and that's why yeah. we need to be here. Well, I'm yeah, sorry to hear that. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, so how long have you been involved with Hollaback Ottawa? Then? So I founded Hollaback Ottawa in 2010, um, but Hollaback is an international movement. We're in over 80 cities around the world. Um, and so we do all things. We've been working with OC Transpo, for example, for the past three years, trying to address harassment on transit. 
So if your listeners have seen the Feeling Harassed Contact Us posters, that's because of us and the work that we've done. Okay. So our work is very concrete and we focus on creating social change by raising awareness and talking about stuff that makes people really uncomfortable, but that it doesn't matter, we need to address. And I think what's interesting about a con space is that here you are talking about something that we have control over, right? We're not trying to change the culture in Ottawa as an entire community. We're talking about a microcosm of Ottawa. We're talking about a space where we decide what the climate is like. So that's really what um, what we're here to do. And we're seeing lots of positive reception to our work. So we, keep, we hope to keep coming and coming to Pop Expo and, and all those things. Well, that answered my next question. I was going to ask you how the response had been. I'm, I'm pleased to hear that's been positive. Yeah, I, I think there's still some confusion because we look like protesters. So I think sometimes people are like, are you protesting the con? And we're like, no, we're here to just be a deterrent, first of all. So to let men who are being aggressive to cosplayers know that, hey, we're here and we're watching. We're also as a kind of a mobile safe space. So we've had cosplayers come up to us and say, can I walk with you for a bit? Because it makes me feel more comfortable than being alone. And it's great. It's a really positive thing that we're able to do. And it just involves us kind of wearing cute Rosie the Riveter outfits and walking around the con. Yeah. You're, you're reading my mind here because I was about to ask if it was Rosie the Riveter inspired and yes. then you answered that one too. <laughs> I'm beginning to get worried here. Um, anyways, uh, I, I think it's important work. Uh, I have a young daughter. She's getting interested in genre and everything like that. Uh, Disney Infinity is her favorite thing in the world right now, uh, specifically the Marvel superheroes. So, uh, you know, hey, uh, just wanted to, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to hear what you're about and why you're here and thanks for the good work and we're glad to see you keep it up thank you so much talk to you again hi so this is Dwayne McKinnon with the Out of the Basement podcast uh, continuing coverage on Comic-Con Ottawa Comic-Con 2016 it's day two it's Saturday it's completely nuts I'm here with, sorry, Max. I'm here with Max, who is here with the League of Superheroes. And Max, I wish we were broadcasting because he's in an extremely impressive uh, World War II era Captain America, the first Avenger costume. Uh, So, Max, could you tell us a little about the League and the charity work you're doing here at Ottawa Comic Con? Sure. Well, uh, the League of Superheroes, we give um, children, we bring superheroes to children. Um, screen accurate costumes, comic book accurate costumes, and we work to raise funds for all different kinds of children's charities in Ottawa. Excellent, excellent. So, who are you supporting here today? Today we're supporting CHEO. Excellent cause. Um, I believe there's actually a few organizations that I've seen around that are supporting CHEO here today, so that's that's fantastic. So, how's the response been? It's been non-stop pictures, and when they see that we're raising money for CHEO, the response is even more, so it's just been excellent. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. So, how long have you personally been involved with the league? Uh, well, I formed the league actually about four years ago. We've been going strong since then. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So, four years going strong. Um, have you been at most of the Ottawa Comic Cons during that time, or is this something new? Or? This is our second Ottawa Comic Con. Okay. Number, number two. Very cool. All right. Well, anyways, best of luck with the fundraising. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. My pleasure. And enjoy the rest of the con. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I got the card. I'll listen to it. Hi, 
Hi, Dwayne McKinnon once again for the Out of the Basement podcast. It's day three of Ottawa Comic Con 2016. I'm standing in Hall 1 uh, once again. Uh, just finished the Karen Gillan question and answer panel. Uh, a lot of fun. She's a very entertaining speaker, um, very gracious. There were some cute moments with some kids who weren't quite able to get their questions out uh, so uh, it worked rather well it worked rather well uh, in case anyone listening to all these were wondering yes I buckled I bought a ticket went to the ponds event uh, last night with uh, Karen Gillen Arthur Darvel and Michelle Gomez it was good I mean it was entertaining it was a full hour instead of uh, the normal 45 minutes uh, lots of fun stories Lots of good interplay between the three of them. I thought that uh, Michelle Gomez held her own, despite the fact that she's never actually worked with the other two. But uh, was it worth what I paid for it? I don't know. Uh, I think if I had paid for the upper tiers, I would certainly have been annoyed. But all told, pretty good. So there's a number of Q and A's today. I'll be back in Hall 1 for the next Q&A, actually, which, if I remember right, is John Rhys-Davies and Sean Astin doing a Lord of the Rings-type Q&A. And, yeah, hoping to get a few more interviews uh, before the con closes today. And if anyone's actually listened to this, uh, thanks for sticking with it for so long. And have the next one soon. Bye. Hi, Dwayne McKinnon, back once again for the Auto Basement Podcast, Day 3, Ottawa Comic Con 2016. I'm back in Hall 1 for the last time for this convention. Uh, coming up is Eliza Dushku's Q&A session. Definitely looking forward to that. I've been a big fan for a long time. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Dollhouse especially. Manu Bennett was supposed to be having a Q&A at 4.15, but due to difficulties with travel, Mr. Bennett uh, won't be at the con today. Uh, they had hoped to schedule Alan Tudyk to do a Q&A in his place. Unfortunately, Mr. Tudyk's fight got moved up, and so he's going to be unable to do a Q&A at the convention, which is a real pity. I was... Uh, he was definitely one of the people I was really looking forward to hearing speak. So, for Hall 1, this is it for the convention. 